Hi everyone, it's Rebecca here. I wanted to let you know that in anticipation of the release of my new book, Coaching with Research in Mind, I've recorded four brief extracts from the book to give you a sample of what it's all about. I've written Coaching with Research in Mind for coaching practitioners and leaders interested in using a coaching style of leadership. In the book, I bring together the leading science on coaching and behaviour change and aim to present this in a way that's engaging and accessible. Coaching with Research in Mind is due to be released on the 3rd of August 2020. However, it's available for pre-order now, either on Amazon or directly through the publisher Routledge. If you order through Routledge, you can use the promotion code FLR40 for a 20% discount. I'll put the code and a link to the website in the show notes. The book is split into three broad sections covering research on different areas that influence coaching effectiveness. These are a section on the coachee, including chapters on coachee motivation, coachee personality, coachee goal orientation, coachee self-efficacy and coachee skills. Also, I cover the coaching process and have chapters on goal setting in coaching, learning through reflection and planning for action. Finally, I tackle the role of the organisation in coaching effectiveness, an area I believe is often neglected when we think about how to maximise the impact of coaching. In each chapter, I present the key findings from research and then provide specific practical recommendations that you can implement into your own practice. I also interviewed six highly successful coaches who shared their experiences with me that I've used as case examples to illustrate the research in action. The following extract is from the role of the organisation chapter of the book and the extract is from a section where I present specific recommendations for practice. I hope you enjoy it. Shared assumptions about values, mission and goals. Members of an organisation will hold shared assumptions about the values, mission and goals of the organisation. These values, missions and goals highlight who we are as an organisation and what we stand for. Henderson, Thompson and Henderson propose that when members hold values which are aligned with the values of the organisation, the organisation delivers its values through their cultures via their systems and people. Values provide the only basis for meaningful comprehension of a culture because to make any sense of a culture, we need to understand its values. These values and beliefs are expressed through ritual, customs, laws, ceremony and systems. Every organisational culture evolves out of a set of values at work. These values might not necessarily be the ones the organisation has deliberately chosen. They might, in fact, be a mixture of the values of previous cultures and the personal values that individuals within the organisation bring to work. Barriers to individual change can arise when the coachee is attempting to change their behaviour in a way that contradicts the values, goals or mission of the organisation. For example, a coachee may be seeking to address work-life balance issues. However, a core value of their organisation may be responsiveness to clients and colleagues. This value translates into a requirement to respond promptly to email inquiries, the shared assumption about the means to fulfil the value. This value of responsiveness will create the shared assumption that it's important to monitor and respond to emails regularly, which can make one individual's efforts to switch off challenging, as it will contradict the value of the organisation and the shared assumption about the means to achieve this value. 
If the organisation does not value the behaviour that the coachee is attempting to develop, they'll need to tap into internal resources such as their own intrinsic motivation and their own values to effectively foster this change. The misalignment between the organisation's and the individual's values may present additional issues. For example, person-organisation fit theory refers to whether the values of the organisation are consistent with the values of the individual. A meta-analysis which amalgamated the results of 21 studies on the topic of person-organisation fit demonstrated that when there was a good person-organisation fit, i.e. the organisation's and individual's values were aligned, the individual's job satisfaction and organisational commitment was higher and intention to leave the organisation was lower. Therefore, it's important to be aware that where an individual's motivation to change involves a misalignment between their own values and the values of the organisation, they're likely to find it challenging to execute the change in the short term as this is likely to contradict the shared assumptions within the organisation and in the long term this misalignment of values may lead to lower job satisfaction, low commitment to the organisation and higher intentions to leave. Consequently, it's important to discuss explicitly with the coachee any potential challenges that may arise in executing actions based on potential conflict with organisation values, missions or goals. For leaders who seek to create a learning or coaching culture, Sheen 2010 outlines a number of shared assumptions of a learning culture that should be reflected in the organisation's values, missions and goals. In Table 1, I've built on these shared assumptions, providing an example from a range of organisations' published mission statements, and also detailed how this might translate into the means to achieve the organisation's values, mission and goals, which I expand on in the next section. Leaders play a key role in the development of organisational culture. When considering the leader's actions in relation to the shared assumptions about the organisation's values, mission and goals, leaders as coaches can ask themselves the following questions to self-assess their behaviour. These questions can also be useful for coaches working with coachees on organisation culture. What's your long-term vision? What's the long-term vision of your organisation? Can you identify areas in which these visions align? How can you communicate the alignment of your own values to those of the organisation to others? What specific steps can you take to communicate how your team contributes to delivering the organisation's long-term vision? For example, can you map the daily, weekly or monthly goals for the team onto the organisation's goals? Consider what would make the organisation's long-term vision even more inspiring for your team. How can you communicate this to your team? Have you formulated clear and specific expectations for your team in relation to the goals of the organisation? What processes can you use to communicate these more clearly to your team? So I hope you enjoyed listening to that brief extract from my book, Coaching with Research in Mind. The book is released on the 3rd of August 2020. However, you can pre-order now with a 20% discount on the Routledge website using the discount code FLR40. Thanks for listening.